0: You're now listening to Loud and Queer on Sin, Australia's only national radio show by and for queer youth. But before we begin, we would like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging of the land of SIN, Sin's office, learning spaces, spaces and studios stand, the Kulin Nations. We recognise this land was stolen and that sovereignty was never ceded. Sin also acknowledges and pays respect to the elders past, present, and emerging of the lands our content reaches, as well as the various radio stations we broadcast from. Up now is Something Wrong by Mojo Juju. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin.
1: That was Something Wrong by Mojo Juju, and you're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. Start of our show, so we always start with introductions. I'm Emily. I'm 21, soon to be 22. I'm Arrow Ace, and my pronouns are she, her. And I'm joined here with Matilda. I'm back. I've been off for two weeks. My pronouns are she, her, and I am 19 and queer. And while you're listening to the show, you should also jump onto our socials. It's at SinLoud on Twitter and Instagram. Really keep up to date with that because we work really hard on it. I'm not good at social media. I'm trying my best. We are trying our best. We also try our best with
0: uploading podcasts, which you can find on Omni, iTunes and Stitcher. And you can tune in on 90.7 FM here in Melbourne. And if you're not in Melbourne, where else can you tune in?
1: Well, you can tune in on the digital streaming site, which you can find at sin.org. Coming up in today's show, we we are doing our news whip
0: around as per usual. And then in segment two, what are we going to be chatting about?
1: Well, segment two, I'm really excited. I feel like it is going to turn into quite the rant, which is our favourite pastime on this show. It is about queer identifiers being appropriated by non-queer people.
0: Queer culture's transformative state and the direction it's going
1: and its interaction with the straights, the the, the cis straights. The cis straights, the the non-queers, as we like to put it, because...
0: You know, we some love, straight people are queer. <laughs> we love our straight sisters. But <laughs> just before we jump into our news whip around, I wanted to make take a moment before we begin to admire and thank all of the people involved in the climate strike on Friday. Um, I think as queer people, we know that people power works, striking works and protests work. And I've loved seeing young people be educated on the matter. Um, they know why they're protesting and they know why it's important. So please keep sharing and reposting information online. But more importantly, and the whole reason I'm bringing this up, is um, as allies of Australia's First Nations communities, I want everyone to be aware that the effects of climate change have and will continue to most detrimentally affect the First Nations people of Australia and Indigenous communities in the Pacific. So I want you to know that we hear you and we see you and we hope that our government will soon too.
1: Yes, and on that note, we also want to do a quick update on the camp at the Djibouti Where the trees are in the process of being destroyed, there are construction workers at that site. It's just really vitally important that we all be aware that this is currently happening and government is still taking land and destroying the sacred sites of our First Nations people. You can also see the same thing happening at the Adani coal mine, the Carmichael mine.
0: And if anything in today's show is distressing, please know that you can um, reach out to Lifeline, which is 13 11 14 or QLIFE on 1800 184
1: 527. Emily, did you want to start off our news whip? I do, because there was a weird little addition to the presidential debates in America. Oh, I did see that. Yes. So for the first time ever, there was a... Question panel for presidential candidates, all from the Democratic Party, because let pretty be real. <laughs> <laughs> Republicans don't want to talk. <laughs> Republicans aren't a fan of the queers, but Democrats seem to be okay with them. And they had a forum in Iowa that was just about LGBTQ issues and nothing in else. In Iowa? In Iowa.
0: <laughs> that's. <laughs> I know that it's not progressive.
1: <laughs> Isn't it like in the middle? Is Iowa in the middle? I'm just putting up my map of America Midwest? in my Midwest. Midwest. Yeah. yeah. So that's progressive and fun. <laughs> An we Iowa. have to celebrate every small milestone. Every small milestone. So yes, it was in Iowa. <laughs> and um, it's not quite as conservative as Texas or Louisiana, mm-hmm. but it's... Not as progressive as New York, where mm-hmm. I would have kind of more expected something like this to happen. But no, it was Iowa. And all the presidential... Well, not all of them. Most of the ones that are running for the Democratic Party, because let's be real, there's about a hundred of those, I think. I think everyone in America is going to be the Democratic leader. <laughs> I don't know. There was just so many. I can't keep up. But there were like quite a few of them there, just answering questions um, on queer issues. It was hosted by... Glad, and there was someone from the Gazette and the Advocate, mm-hmm. all just asking all the queer questions, and yeah, how crazy! Like, can you even imagine that happening in Australia? <laughs> can you imagine Scott Morrison <laughs> being at a panel being like, uh, it's just not my concern. Uh, this is <laughs> a non-issue. This is <laughs> <It's> a non-issue."
0: <laughs> um, I'll jump into some Australian news. Oh, I love um, that. <laughs> on Sunday, Channel Nine went undercover and exposed Australia's church culture surrounding. Um, conversion therapy. Uh, It was Sarah Arbo on 60 Minutes, who's actually one of my favourite journalists. I just, she's very visually pleasing. (laughs) So she's also extremely smart because her brains are just as attractive. But um, she interviewed Dr Timothy Jones, um, who is a researcher at La Trobe University. um, And he has uh, uncovered that 10 church-run organisations are secretly offering conversion therapy And he conducted meetings with dozens of ministers um, who have really changed their dialect and their their language with uh, the way that they advertise conversion therapy. And now it's all about celibacy. So, yeah, that's just the
1: real icing on the cake. You can be gay, but don't act on it.
0: (laughs) Yeah yeah. it's still like you are broken and you need fixing and being celibate is the way to beat sin Um, Mm. but yeah so churches are also sending a lot of young Australians to psychiatrists in hope to turn them straight so it's less about like in the movies that we're seeing about the 80s, 90s conversion therapy it's changing into more modern secret ways Um, but Victoria is the first um, place in Australia to criminalise the um advocacy of gay conversion therapy yeah um but Sarah also interviewed someone from the church who said that it's a direct attack on religion and so with oh, all yeah. the religious freedom um at things coming up being a, a big talking point um the queer youth of Australia may still endure endure the effects of these practices so it, it's it's still there and it's scary that it's still happening and it's happening right here in Melbourne and it's happening in Brisbane and they're the churches that were were found out but there's hundreds of churches that they couldn't get a hold of.
1: Yeah look I know it's definitely happening in Western Australia too. Um, I remember seeing it like when I was driving from Perth down to Dunsborough for Leavers or as everyone else calls it schoolies Schoolies, yeah Yeah. and i was having a great time on my second week of schoolies because my friends and i were like let's have a two week schoolies (laughs) (laughs) choices (laughs) choices i would not be able to do that anymore but on the way down i remember just looking and just seeing all these really overtly christian camps and i was like oh that's all fine until one of my mates was like That's where the conversion happens, Emily. And I was like, oh, that's not fine. That's not cool. I don't know why I had to see that going down to levers. Like, I'm just trying to have a good time here. And then they just had to be doing that. Well, let's have a good time here in the studio right now.
0: Let's jump into another tune. This is Stay High by Brittany Howard from her new album, Jamie. Jamie, but the thing is, it's also spelled like j'aime, as in the French word for love. Amazing. (laughs) You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. That was Don't Believe the Things They Tell You, They Lie by Tegan and Sarah, which is um, a brand new track of theirs. Uh, You are here today with myself, (laughs) Matilda, and Emily, and right now we're going to be talking about queer identifiers, culture, and appropriation. Emily, would you like to
1: kick us off? I would, because this is something that does delve a bit into queer history, which a lot of people don't know, because it's almost like they don't teach it in schools. Almost like that. It's almost like that. I don't know why it's like that, but it almost seems like that. But essentially, throughout history, believe it or not, being queer wasn't looked on kindly. By... Just in history. So just in history, you know. <laughs> just not a... presently. Not presently. No, that's fine. <laughs> Everything's perfect right now. But in history, it was also super illegal and could. Um, get you in jail or even a death sentence. Mm-hmm. So, how can you be queer? Well, what you can do is you can have an identifier that only queer people know. Um, one of my favourite ones that kind of was uh, hashtag confirmed that Hamlet is gay was in the Yay. 1500s one of them in language was My Sweet Prince. Mm-hmm. So, you would go to someone and be like, uh, hello, My Sweet Prince. And if they were like, oh yes, and like knew exactly what you were talking about, it's like, oh, that's a gay. And <laughs> That's, that's the start of a relationship right there. Yeah. And if they were like, what the hell are you talking about? You'd be like, ha, 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 ha. nothing, it's fine. I just, you look lovely today and it's all fine. So that's how we know that Hamlet was super gay for Horatio because Horatio calls Hamlet my sweet prince in the very last scene of the play. And it's like, ooh, Hamlet. Hamlet. Get it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, another one a little bit further on in history is, are you a friend of Dorothy's? Yes. Would you like to explain that one?
1: So, are you a friend of Dorothy? Um, that's a reference to The Wizard of Oz. And as we all know, <laughs> the lion, the tin man and the scarecrow aren't straight. You Look at them. No. So, queer people used to go to each other and be like, I'm a friend of Dorothy. Are you? And mm-hmm. the person was like, oh yeah, I know Dorothy. we go way back. That's another queer. Mm-hmm. But if they were like, um, no, who's Dorothy? You're like, no, I can't be queer around you. That's fine. And that one got so big that the um American like Navy actually found out that this one person called Dorothy just knows all the gays in the <laughs> Navy. So they spent a lot of money investigating, trying to find Dorothy to see <laughs> if they could actually, like... <laughs> Get her to reveal all the gay men in the Navy so they could be kicked out. But Dorothy is Judy Garland, who's an icon in in the gay community. Exactly. Yeah. So that's one of my favourite stories about that. But the thing about identifiers, though, is that they keep changing because people keep finding out about them. So then they need to change. And so you get new ones for essentially every generation of queer person. But our identifiers within this new generation, mainly our language and fashion, that's now just normal language and fashion. So the question is, how do you identify a gay now? My gaydar is broken. The gaydar's broken. I can't identify them anymore. And there's many reasons for that. Do you wanna talk about some?
0: Yeah, so I think uh, one of our icons here on the show is RuPaul. However, RuPaul's Drag Race has become a part of just pop culture, not just queer culture. And with that, the language of of queer slang and the importance of it has transformed into, you know, just pop culture, slang, teens, kids, all that fun yeah. stuff. Um, if anybody's seen the new hit show Pose, it talks all about um, the balls in the 80s and 90s, which were a, a lot to do with drag but also just about queer identity. It wasn't always drag. Um, and that's where a lot of the language stemmed from. So that's yeah. the history there. It's It was the balls in... Predominantly America, mm-hmm. um, in in predomin- predominantly New York City during the 80s. That's where most of this language stemmed from. And so now we have Yas, yes. Tea, Shade, Slay. Work Queen. Wig. Mm. You know? <laughs> we have all of these. Um, the most recent one is Ni Oop. We know <laughs> the visco girl. We know the Disco girl. Okay, so Jasmine Masters is a drag queen. That video of yeah. her saying that came out ages ago.
1: Yeah. And right now ago. it's been
0: adopted and picked up and and people just don't quite know. And another thing is fashion. Mm. Um, the word femme was, it's not, oh, I don't want to diminish its importance, but it used to be a really important thing back when um, queer identity wasn't as intersectional yeah. um, and wasn't as diverse. So the word femme was used Pr- only in the queer community and now it's printed on every single T-shirt in H&M, in cotton-on, in yeah. factory and um, people wear it. it. It is a French word but in the English language it stems from um, feminine queer women. Yeah, And so that's just another word that's been adopted um, and all these kind of language identifiers, they used to be really helpful. You used to go up and you'd say... Hey, have you listened to I don't know who's like a
1: <laughs> who's gay <laughs> Hayley
0: Kyoko, you know, but oh yeah, I've seen lemonade mouth like there are just so many identifiers that have been adopted and transformed into just regular straight pop culture. yeah um, that without any anybody's understanding.
1: Yeah, and it's just, it makes it very difficult because it used to be a thing where if you had someone talking to you, especially when it comes to drag queens, mm-hmm. like, using that kind of language around you, it would be like, oh, yes, I'm talking to a fellow queer, but now I've seen, like, full-on cisgender heterosexual men say, yes, and I'm just like, ah, I don't, no, please stop. I, no.
0: <laughs> so a recent story is there is this, um, I, I would call her a typical butch woman who comes into the place I work almost every day Mm -hmm. with a rainbow keep cup. Um, so I was like, yeah, she's queer. This is great. (laughs) Anyway, I treat her like a normal customer. I don't have my, my fangirl moment because I do idolize all, um, older LGBTQ people because they paved the way for me. But, um, Today she was there this morning when I was working with her husband, which I'm just like totally fine. I get it, but um, why didn't I know that? You know, like some yeah. like I'm just assuming, and I know I shouldn't do that, but that's the way people, the queer people, have they've had to transform their own identities to be able to reach out to each other.
1: Yeah, but like everyone's rocking the rainbow now.
0: Everyone is rocking the rainbow, Everyone,
1: and it's just like. That's now you've just got anyone rowing the rainbow. And a lot of the time you need to ask, like, does it matter anymore? Do we need those identifiers to which I say, yeah, it does, because I need to know when I'm talking to someone whether or not they are actually queer, because I need to know whether or not I feel entirely safe coming out to them Mm -hmm. and having these kinds of conversations. So within this space, I talk about things that I would never even bring up or dream to bring up with my, like, cisgender heterosexual friends because I just don't have that understanding with me. I started
0: a new job about a month ago and... Um All of the girls that I work with are cis straight girls, which is like all of my other friends. Um, Anyway, so when you start a new job, you know, you have a chat with everyone, get to know everyone, and they said, oh, like, do you have a partner? I was like, oh, no, like, sorry, I'm, like, still sick. (laughs) Um, No, I I don't. Like, I'm not really seeing anybody. Um, Anyway, like, using they, them pronouns, using the word partner, that's all stuff that queer people have used throughout history. Um, As like a, you know, gender non-conforming pronoun. Anyway, so the whole time um, I was talking about like a recent date that I'd been on. And the whole time she just thought that I was talking about a boy. Like she was using the they, them pronouns. She was using partner. She was using all that stuff. But she just assumed that I was like talking about a guy. Yeah. The whole time. And then I had to come out at work and I had to be like, oh, like... Not straight. <laughs> by <laughs> that, the by. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's just language like that, which is so important, yeah. which has just been adopted and transformed, and queer culture, I don't know where it stands now.
1: Yeah, because, like, Katie and I were hanging out at <laughs> the Jaborong camp, and this kind of conversation came up because a busload of, like, young teenagers rocked up. And then we just looked at each other and was like, you could no longer tell the difference between Gen Z and a queer. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all the same. And it's, it's like, okay, that's all well and good and it's cool and express yourself the way you want to express yourself. But now I need to find a new way of identifying other people, which will then mean me needing to come out to every new person I meet and being like, are you too a queer? And people and, are rocking the rainbow pins. Yeah, it's so And I'm, I'm like, you're super straight. <laughs> like, yeah, and then once again, I'd be more okay with it also if it all came with this understanding of the history behind these things and the reason for these things. Like, we were talking about camp on the group chat. That's
0: thing I wanted to bring up. I'm glad you brought that yeah, up. Yeah,
1: using camp as the theme of the Met Gala and then not even – tapping in to the history of camp which was you know queer people of color mm-hmm. and black to, drag queens black invented drag queens. camp exactly and to have an entire Met gala with only like only the very queer people uh, even like reference that everyone else I was think just like, there oh, were oh, like like maybe five
0: people referenced exactly it. maybe maybe less another thing I wanted to bring up which I had a bit of a rant. About on the group chat. The is, group chat's lit, guys. The group chat <laughs> is lit. We should make a, a, a an all wide group chat. I need yeah. to put more screenshots on Instagram. That's my bad. But um, I was talking about the makeup in Euphoria. Now I'm not bashing Euphoria because I stand that show to the <laughs> core. I love it. It's got great, just awesome representation in the most authentic and genuine way. I've never seen a show as as wide and amazing as euphoria but anyway the makeup in there has been really adopted by I want to say like the tiktok girl but like now every single beauty youtuber and so many people talk about the makeup in euphoria as being like transformative and being so like new age and amazing and this brand new thing and I'm like have you never had gay friends yeah like like the makeup in euphoria is straight from queer drag Straight, straight from the clubs, straight from like the dirty, nasty parts of queer culture when people were, people have been ashamed to, to go out in their art form, in their queer art form because of the stares that they get. And now it's been taken and celebrated.
1: Yeah. So that's like the purest form of cultural appropriation Mm -hmm. right there. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of people get angry when they hear the word cultural appropriation, where they're like, oh, I'm just trying to like, I don't know, celebrate this thing, I like it, why can't I do it? And it's just like there's a difference between cultural appreciation and appropriation and when one culture has been so denigrated for so long and so scared to exhibit their own culture, to then have the dominating culture to take it and use it as if it's brand new and not even pay lip service to its history, which is usually always rooted in, like, Pain and fear and this need to be repressed because mm-hmm. that's what identifiers are. That's queer people repressing themselves until they can find another queer, and it's just I get really frustrated. The last point I want to make, relating directly to that,
0: is the new e boy, TikTok boy, feminine boy, mm-hmm. straight boy f- trend that's going on with the earrings and the jewelry and the nail polish and the rings and and all of that and it's so cool and it's so trendy and fashionable but it's because queer boys have been doing that for decades yeah and being teased for it and being bullied for it in school and i've seen it happen and being called derogatory terms and now you have it and all these teenagers think that it's so cool and so i'm just really getting into yeah, this yeah because the,
1: the ear like the earring used to be yep, the an identifier. Is, was
0: it was a absolutely one be, earring like, oh my god and the nail polish and nail polish Oh, bring the mood back up. I really hope that someone out there has learned a little bit so, little bit
1: more. I know that I probably learned something. Yeah. And I really hope that there are Cishet people listening and if they do engage in these kind of cultural practices, keep doing it, it's fine, but just be aware. We're not saying aware. don't do it. I really be hope aware. that you take away that
0: we're not saying don't do it. Just be aware of what you're doing and maybe
1: educate yourself. And don't get grossed out if someone says, oh, hey, are you. Because if you get misidentified as someone that is queer, that's your own goddamn fault. Yeah, <laughs> that's your fault. That's, that's your looking fault. Queer. How dare you. All <laughs> right, right
0: now, we have Sugar Honey Iced Tea from Princess Nokia with their brand new track. This is. Loud S-H-I-T. and Queer <laughs> on Sin.
1: Yep, you got this. I, I got this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That was I Need to Move On by Alex Leahy. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin with myself, Matilda, and Emily.
1: Yes, and it is time for everyone's favourite segment. Froth or not! (laughs) It is Froth or Not! Okay, everyone (laughs) loves it. (laughs) Everyone loves it here in the studio, already laughing, already having a good time. And I'm going to kick us off. Okay. And we were literally just talking about this in the song break, but I was not even mad about it. Until just then. I got myself riled up. And Did now you I have a different about...
0: froth and then change?
1: Um, look, I usually make this up on the spot. I'm okay. sure our listeners know that by now. But so, Grant Denya. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. And that's just it. End, end segment. But no, everyone's like, Grant Denya, froth or not? And I'm going to give it a huge not at the moment. He might, he might redeem himself. Probably not. It's Grand Daniel, but he was on Celebrity Name Game as he usually is. He hosts that show. If you don't know what that show is, you don't need to. It's, <laughs> oh it's my like god. trust me, it's not a good show. Oh my
0: god, I want to work for Channel Nine. You're gonna, diff- you're gonna get me in so <laughs> Honey, much <trouble>. higher <laughs>
1: goals. <laughs> <laughs> so in this Celebrity Name Game, one of the celebrities' names was Cher. You had to guess who Cher is, and we all know who Cher is. It's, it's Cher. It's like, share. come on, icon, no words needed. And so you've got a really tall, I'm looking, probably six foot, six foot one, bearded, muscular, goes to the gym every day, looking guy. Never there with his, his girlfriend. Day. He doesn't miss leg day. I saw those legs. He does it. <laughs> and he was there with his girlfriend, being very masculine, being very straight, being very cisgender. And he's the one who jumps in and goes share. Mm-hmm. To which I'm like, that makes sense. She's quite a well-known figure. And then Grant Daniel goes, oh, how did you know that? That's a bit, uh, and he was like kind of hinting at it. And then the guy was kind of like laughing it off, like trying to brush it off, being like, yeah, yeah, you know, she's pretty famous. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right, straight man. You're correct. To which Grant and then goes, I was going to say girly.
0: how uncomfortable would you be as the contestant exactly because you're on tv and you're like I don't want to say the wrong thing but also like uh, why are you put it pushing this on me and then also why do you care
1: because like he was trying to he was obviously uncomfortable and he was trying to at the same time not offend anyone while trying to go I'm a man like that's my gender like I'm uh, a dude, I just know who Cher is. Because who doesn't and know who Cher is? And why does Shea that take is? away from my masculinity? It doesn't. If anything, if you don't know who Cher is, like, that's just problematic. That, that is, is problematic. <laughs> problematic in itself. My not froth. My not number. knowing who
0: Cher is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a froth. You do? I do. Um, so King Princess's new song, Ain't Together came out two weeks ago but I've been off for two weeks and so we're playing it here today but also she did a like a video story interview with Playboy. Was it Playboy? It was. It which was. is so <laughs> monumental for like a queer woman and she was represented very queer because it's just no denying that she is a lesbian yeah. and I love you, that. You look at her
1: and you're like yeah. <laughs> I look at King Princess I'm like yup. yeah. Talking about identifiers. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yes. um, And I I saw it and I was like, wow, that is so cool. And um, a lot of the costuming in that uh, Playboy shoot was in her new song, Ain't Together, which we will be playing now. So... I'm really excited for this. I love the song. It's so soppy and I just really (laughs) wanted, like, a good song where I could be like, oh, girls, and this is it. Girls. (laughs) So this is Ain't Together by King Princess. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin.
1: And that was Ain't Together by everyone's favourite, King Princess, you're listening to Loud and Koya on Sin, and our show is just about wrapping up.
0: It is. What did we talk about today?
1: So we talked in the News Whip about protests, which we love. Protests are a froth.
0: Protests are a froth.
1: Huge, huge froth, especially Do you know that Facebook protests.
0: page, like, no slash yes?
1: Oh my God. you do. You yeah. do.
0: That, but for queers. For queers. That oh. is froth or not. <laughs> that is froth or not. Should we turn it into, yes. yeah. Yes. We'll be posting our froth or knots on Twitter and Instagram from now on. I just decided now. Because <laughs> Emily, you can do Twitter and I'll do Instagram.
1: Oh, like always. Love that's,
0: that. <laughs> that's now a thing. Yep. So our froth or knots are now the no slash yeses. So yes slash froth to protest. Protests.
1: Love, love a protest. Love,
0: love a protest. Are we all? We're all, agreeing? we're all yesing
1: on a protest. We're all yesing on a protest. We're all yesing on King Princess. We I are feel. We're all yesing on and King we're all Princess. going a hard no on Grant Daniel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna keep my lips shut in case this ever you gets out. You can do
1: better than this. I want to work Channel Nine. See, I want to work ABC, so no holds bar there. We can, we can hate on Grant Daniel all we like. So, yeah, check out our socials then, because apparently they're going to go off they after the show. They are at
0: Sin Loud on Instagram and Twitter. But we also have a Facebook group, which is the Sin Loud and Queer Community Cafeteria.
1: Oh. We do indeed. (laughs) We
0: do indeed. And a Spotify playlist, which is the Loud and Queer Internet Mixtape 2019. Yeah,
1: you can definitely give that a huge listen. It's an amazing playlist.
0: And it'll have all of today's really funky tunes. Plus
1: all the other funky tunes from earlier this year. Oh my God, it's crazy how Spotify playlists work.
0: And next week is our last week for the season. And so Emily and I are going to be saying goodbye.
1: We are. And you will miss us because we're both amazing. Oh, we are. But don't miss us too much because there's a podcast so you can just re-listen to all our <laughs> we, shows you can
0: just re-listen to us just <laughs> just, on repeat
1: <laughs> on repeat forever and ever and ever and you can find those podcasts in the bios of our twitter and our instagram once again at sin loud at sin
0: loud um but don't go anywhere, even though we are wrapping up, because right after us is the Sunday Sweets crew.
1: Oh, we do love Sunday Sweets. We do love Sunday Sweets. Not quite queer enough for my tastes, but they get the job done.
0: They do get the job done. <laughs> they get the job now, done. Now, I hear that the song that we're going to finish on is a bit of a favourite of yours.
1: Oh, yeah, because it's, it's Savage Garden. Okay. Truly Madly Deeply, and I am truly Madly Deeply in love with this song. It's my childhood. It's so good. One time... Um, Tony Abbott was talking about how we should still be listening to great music, like Australian music, like the ones done by Savage Garden, to which Savage Garden responded, I'm gay. And honestly, iconic. Honestly, iconic. You know what
0: else is iconic? The AFL Grand Final, which is going (laughs) to be So on signing off, I just wanted to say go TIGS.
1: And I just want to say, yeah, I guess go TIGS, but GWS, I'm proud of you.
0: Okay, thanks guys for listening to us today. Rave on and on and on. We've had so much fun.
1: And we'll catch you next week. Yep, so this is Truly Madly Deeply by Savage Garden. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin.